Hello, and welcome to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists. We are a vibrant liberal religious community that treasures diversity, practices justice, and teaches love and respect for everyone. We grow spiritually through worship, shared learning, and service, and relationships that go deep. As we say each Sunday, whoever you are, whomever you love, whatever your image of the holy, your presence here is a gift. All are worthy, all are welcome. Okay, okay. good morning, good morning everyone. everyone. It's wonderful to see everyone here. My name is Susan Walkley, I'm one of your worship associates today. And it is my pleasure to welcome you here to Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists. Whether you are participating in person or via Zoom, YouTube, audio, podcast, we're glad you're here. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wu.org slash OOS, wu.org forward slash OOS to download a copy. We'll paste the link in the Zoom chat now. If you are visiting today, we offer you a special welcome. On Zoom, you can say hi by typing a quick note into the chat. And if you'd like to sign up for our email list, please fill out the online visitor form. Our membership book will be open for signing today, in person and virtually. If you have completed starting point, sessions one and two, are transferring from another congregation, or are a young person who has completed the coming of age class, we welcome you to come forward at the end of the service to sign the book, signifying your commitment. If you are joining via Zoom, please announce your interest in the Zoom chat when prompted towards the end of the service. Today's music is provided by Joelle Griffin-Russell on piano and Jane Ferguson and Dave Welch on vocals with tech support by John Trindle and Dave Wilcox. Please join can rise as willing and able in singing our opening hymn, Rank by Rank, Again We Stand.
Again, Again welcome. welcome. Here, Here at WUU, we are, we are committed to being an anti-racist, anti-oppressive anti congregation. We work to ensure that all people are treated with dignity, fairness, and equity. In our worship, we celebrate the contributions of peoples of diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds, genders, and sexual orientations. Having proudly earned the designation of Green Sanctuary, we pledge to consider the environmental impact of our actions, honoring our spiritual connection to the earth and all living things. We are happy that you have joined us here today. Whether you have come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here, even if we cannot see you physically. Now, I invite you to join in saying our welcoming words. Please, as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted in the Zoom chat and projected in the sanctuary. Let's say, Let's say them, them in unison, unison. Here, together. here together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> come, come. come. Whoever, you whoever you are, whoever you, whoever you love, whatever, whatever your image whatever. of the holy, your presence here is a gift. All, All are worthy. All, All are welcome. Well, welcome indeed. Welcome, sanctuary people. I wish I could see you. Just know that I am waving to you and sending you love. Welcome to our Zoom and YouTube and audio folks. I am one of the 64 connections on Zoom today, so we have a full house indeed. And I want to welcome you all to this special Charter Sunday service celebrating this congregation's birthday. 33 years ago, WUU was born when 89 people gathered to sign the membership book and create this beloved community still in progress, still becoming. And now I invite you to receive these words by the Reverend Dr. Hope Johnson. We are one, a diverse group of proudly kindred spirits here, not by coincidence, but because we choose to journey together. Learning to love our neighbors, learning to love ourselves, apologizing and forgiving with humility, being forgiven through grace. Creating the beloved community together, we are one. And so come, let us worship together. Now, now please, please join me in saying the words to light our chalice. For folks in the sanctuary, we will be lighting our chalice here. And if you are at home and have a chalice or candle nearby, please go ahead and light it now. We light this chalice Warmth of love, warmth of love, of truth, truth, for the energy of action, for the harmony of peace, peace in our hearts, peace in our community, 
and peace in our world. Good morning. I have a story for you today called Swirl by Swirl, Spirals in Nature by Joyce Sidman. A spiral is a snuggling shape. It fits neatly in small places, coiled tight, warm and safe. It waits. It waits for a chance to expand. A spiral is a growing shape. It starts small and gets bigger. Swirl by swirl. It unwraps itself one small curl at a time. A spiral is a strong shape. Its outer curves protect what's inside. It knows how to defend itself. A spiral reaches out to exploring the world. It winds around and around. and clings tight, grasping what it needs. It never has trouble holding on. A spiral is a clever shape. It is graceful, and strong. It is bold.
and beautiful. Spiral moves, it swirls through water, gathering bubbles. It twists through air with clouds on its tail. It stretches starry arms through space, spinning and sparkling forever expanding. Or it curls up neat and small, warm and safe. A spiral is a snuggling shape. And at the end of the book, which I highly recommend, there is a very special note called spiral, a shape that curls around a center point. You can't see all the notes here, but it's really something fun to explore. Everything from sunflowers to DNA, all kinds of lovely things. The end. Well, thank you, Austin, for that wonderful story. Um, many of you know that the spiral is also a very special symbol for this congregation, and we're going to hear a lot more about that later. I want to share a reading with you now. This reading comes from Ken Untener, who was a liberal Catholic bishop who served for over 40 years in Michigan. And the reading today is about taking the long view of what it is we're doing when we build and serve religious communities like this one. So he says, it helps now and then to step back and take a long view. The beloved community is not only beyond our efforts, it is beyond our vision. Nothing we do is complete which is another way of saying that the beloved community always lies beyond us. No statement says all that could be said. No program accomplishes the larger mission. No set of goals and objectives includes everything. 
This is what we are about. We plant the seeds that one day will grow. We water the seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We lay foundations that will need further development. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing this. This enables us to do something and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for grace to enter and do the rest. We may never see the end results. We are prophets of a future, not our own. And with that in mind, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the first of three speakers today, one of our charter members who has been part of the congregation for 33 years, Fred Gilbertson. Welcome, Fred. Thank you, Reverend Laura. I don't usually dress like this. In fact, I can guarantee I haven't dressed like this since at least two years ago, except when I got married in October of 2020, and I, I dressed properly then. Uh, the first public worship service in a potential organization that became Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist was on April 10, 1988. 80 adults and 25 children were in attendance, including my, my now late wife, Patty, and our two sons, Eric, then 11, and Toby, 8. If we could have visioning circles um, with those 105 people now, we would have at least 100 versions of this story. This is, this is my, my version. At that first service, Linda Lane Hamilton was the lay worship leader, and Roger Comstock was the UU lay leader, who, is, who was a district executive, and on that day, he cheered us on and gave a sermon that inspired us. Some of the others who had planned for this service and envisioned this congregation were Bill and Susan Geary, Linda and her husband David Hamilton, Hans von Beyer, uh, Howard and Ruth Frazier, Ruth and David Hopkinson, Valerie and Trotter Hardy, and more. The library services were successful in gathering people who organized ourselves to the extent that on February 5th, 1989, 89 people braved a severe winter weather system and signed the membership book on WU's Charter Day. I was one of them. Nine other people, nine other people who weren't there, there who couldn't be there due to the weather, signed the book in the next week. The total at that time was a record for WUU. Uh, one memory I have of the library meetings that we had to respect a rule there that prohibited collecting money. So there was no offering plate. But money is one of the needs of an aspiring congregation. And we dealt with this by stuffing donations into the jacket pockets of Howard Frazier. I want to remember some of the other original members. Roger and Beverly Baldwin was, were here from the start. Bev was one of the souls of the, con of the choir and of the whole congregation. And Roger was later elected president, and he led us out of a difficult period of congregational growing pains. I think it is notable that among the initial WU membership, 
there were several notable women in addition to Linda and Beverly. One of them was Pete Shea, a medical doctor. Another was Joy Archer, a kinesiology professor at the college. Valerie Hardy was very important in some organizational matters, and she later was chair of the Home 95 Committee, which led us in the building of this sanctuary. Genevieve McGifford was our first vice president and our first choir director. Jane Riley was a charter member, is a former president, and is still contributing in assorted ways. Jamie Foz was a charter member, and her mother-in-law was Sophia Lyons Foz, who was a very important figure in UU religious education development. The house across the parking lot from here that was originally called UU House is now known as Foz House in honor of both Jamie and her mother-in-law, Sophia. After meeting at the library for one year, the congregation met at Clara Bird Baker School right through the trees here for several years. And in 1989, one of our charter members, Jack Cusick, found that some nearby property right here was available for sale, and some members collaborated as the Ironbound Partners and brought the, bought the property. My wife and I were part of that group. In 1993, the congregation bought the property from the Ironbound Partners, and on October 29, 1995, the congregation walked in a procession from the school along Ironbound Road to here. I recall it was a beautiful sunny day like this, and it was a wonderful celebration of our congregation in growth. I remember some of the work parties that helped the sanctuary building get ready for use. I remember putting the grout around some of these cement squares right down here. I, for years, I remembered who were the, my next-door neighbors doing it with me, but I, I don't remember now. But I also remember that we wrote our names, wishful wishes of hope and all, on some of the drywall here. And uh, that's underneath the paint that you see here. Um, from, August from August of 19, oh, by the way, the one other thing, I always remember looking the way you're looking out there, and that's just part of the whole scene here that, that's memorable, and we miss it when we're not here. Um, from August of 1989 to December of 92, Roy Reynolds was a UUA extension minister serving WUU. One special memory I have is his installation ceremony that brought our membership and UUs from various distances to Wellspring United Methodist Church for this occasion. I remember the feeling of fellowship when we put our hands on one person in front of us, we put our hands, their hands on the next person, and we worked our way up to Roy, putting our hands on Roy. And in this manner, we were all physically connected in this meaningful ceremony. One of our oldest WU group experiences was the memorial service for Rolf Winter, a charter member with his wife, Pat. We had the ceremony at St. Martin's Episcopal Church, and I learned stuff about Roy that I had not had a chance to know in our brief time knowing each other. The feeling of beloved community persists. Now, years later, we all add another bolt to the beloved spiral that his wife, Pat, designed and built for us right here. These assorted 
recollections all remind me of our WEU practice of holding hands as we conclude a service. This is one of our many COVID losses. I get goosebumps remembering our touches to Roy, and I get goosebumps recalling holding each other at the end of our services. May we hold each other virtually until we can hold each other actually in this blessed congregation of WEUs. Thank you. Thank you so much. I invite you now to join in a time of meditation, reflection, and prayer. Let's take a moment to breathe, to begin to ground ourselves a little more deeply, becoming more fully aware of how we are in this moment. A blessing for the past, present, and future of this congregation. We give thanks for all that has been for the bold, creative faith of those who first had a vision of what this congregation could be. We give thanks for those who gave generously in every way so that WUU could live and thrive. You have lived through so much along the way. Conflict, pain, and loss as well as great joy and proud accomplishments. We bless this congregation's past. May whatever pain is still alive become for us a teacher of wisdom. And may all the memories of joy bless us again and again. We give thanks also for this present moment, this new opportunity to come together in the midst of these jangled and difficult times in our world. We give thanks today for all the hopes and dreams that have been shared as part of our visioning project in just these last few weeks. Let us take a moment to breathe and bless each other. with all the stress and chaos in the world right now. Just about everyone is struggling in some way, even as we also have many strengths. And so we bless each other. May all find what we need. May we be kind. May we be well. 
And may we trust that the future has gifts for us that we cannot even imagine right now. We bless the new possibilities that will surprise us. We bless the old wounds that may yet be transformed into compassion and strength. We bless the new people who will arrive and change us and the community around us, which is always changing too. And as we move forward together, may the mission of service and love at the heart of this congregation hold us strong so that with the Reverend Leslie Takahashi, we can say, here in this space, made sacred by memories of connection, let us each feel ourselves part of the new that grows from the old in the spiraling unity of years. Amen. And now let us begin to lift up the joys and sorrows that are on our hearts today as a gathered community. Those on Zoom, I invite you to use the chat to type in a joy or a sorrow that you would like to lift up. I will read them out loud in just a moment. And to all who are celebrating this week, I wish you a happy Lunar New Year. May you be filled with the strength of tigers to meet every challenge of the coming year with grace. And now I invite you to call on the holy in whatever words and images are dearest to your heart as we take a moment of silence together.
Amen. Blessed be. Would you join now in singing, Oh, we give thanks. just take a moment to thank our musicians again today, Joelle, Dave, Jane, who did a recording session just for us. We're so grateful. And also John Trindle and Dave Wilcox providing all the tech behind the scenes. Thank you. Speaking of Dave Wilcox, we're going to hear from him next. Dave Wilcox joined the congregation in the middle years, and he's going to offer some reflection on what those days were like. Thanks, Reverend Laura, for the opportunity to share a bit of what building beloved community at WU feels like to me. I grew up in a UU family in the Foreign Service. When we were unexpectedly forced to return to the States, my folks helped charter Akatink UU in Northern Virginia. My YRUU group there was a stable, loving place that served as a safe harbor during my crazy high school years. I drifted away in college, finding purpose and community in programming, math, and the outdoors. When Chris and I arrived in this area, one of the first places we lived was in Hartfield, 45 minutes north of Gloucester Point, and over an hour from Williamsburg. We were on our own for the first time without an obvious community to connect with. That was why, in 1997, we made the trip to WU and decided to become members. It was a turbulent time at WU. With the building complete and our first called minister in place, unrest was brewing and leadership was dysfunctional. I attended on and off, but did not truly engage at WU until around 2003 when I joined the Community of Faith for Peace and met some amazing people. That led me to become more active. And in 2004, I joined the board as the Sunday morning cluster chair, shortly after the departure of our minister. During the 25 years I've been at WU, I've learned a lot about what it means to help build a beloved community. I'd like to tell you about two events I was lucky to be part of. The first took place in 2012, when I was serving as social justice co-chair. 
the social justice team had been working hard to reimagine our social justice ministry at WU, and we felt it was time to invite the entire congregation into a process to help focus our ministry. We kicked it off on a Friday evening in April, followed by a full day workshop on Saturday, facilitated by Ben Thacker-Waltney and Donna Squera. We got to know each other better and drew our visions for WU on large rolls of paper spread out on the tables. There was so much energy as we filled in the details and gave shape to our dreams. In June, we held a follow-up dinner and workshop where we fine-tuned our community vision and identified the small set of issues we thought we might want to take on together. We spent the summer doing a one-on-one -on -one listening project where we, we all spent time talking to a variety of people at WU and the community to learn more about those issues and what was already being done. In September, we came back together and shared what we had learned over the summer. At the meeting, we decided to focus on homelessness and immigration issues. I was completely expecting that we would decide to take on something small like maybe making meals for the homeless. However, the board was so moved by the work we had done together that they embraced a much larger project, opening up our sanctuary as a homeless shelter for a week in the winter. I was floored, and it warmed my heart to be helping to create beloved community at WU. The second story I'd like to share took place during the summer of 2014. This was the third WUU mission trip that I was lucky to participate in. A small, diverse group of five adults and five youth traveled to the Southern Appalachian Folklife Center in Pipestem, West Virginia. It was our second time there, so we knew the ropes. We stayed in cabins while spending the days working with an Appalachian family to fix up their house. We sealed the roof, fixed drywall, and greatly improved both entrances. It was a rare gift to be able to put everything I had been working on aside for a week and be able to spend real time with fellow WUs while making at least a small difference in the world. I came back energized and ready to put my shoulder against the next challenge. Thinking about these two experiences makes me yearn for the next thing that we will do together as WU to help build beloved community. I look forward to doing it with you. Each Sunday, we make an offering from the bounty we are blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and to share our values. If you are joining for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish, but please know your presence is enough. Our offering today goes to our general operating fund, which supports just about everything we do. If you would like to give through the website, please visit wuu.org and click on Give Online to WUU. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. Or if you prefer to give by check, if you're in the sanctuary, we have a box in the gathering hall. Or if you're online, you can mail your check to WUU. Thank you.
Thank you so much. Our last reflection of the day comes from one of our board members who is newer to this congregation, though she is a lifelong Unitarian Universalist, Beth Ann Claver. Good morning, everyone. When WUU was founded, I was 16 months old. I was living in Columbus, Ohio and going to the UU church with my family. Eventually, like many UUs, my family drifted away from the church. However, when I was in middle school, I started attending church by myself. Eventually, we moved to Michigan and I found another faith community to be a part of there called Fountain Street. Looking back, I realized that being set on finding a church to go to was probably a bit out of the ordinary. My parents hadn't really attended church for 10 years and didn't have any desire to go or participate in anything. My beliefs floated between being atheist and agnostic, so I had no fear of divine punishment that was motivating me. Instead, I yearned so much for that community that even as a teenager, I was excited to get up most Sundays to catch a ride with my friend or drive downtown to be a part of service and then youth group. Some of my best memories are hanging out in the kitchen with the other teens, helping. Um, it was a very large congregation, so you can imagine the organized chaos of post-service coffee hour. Um, we probably ate more food than we served and were probably a little more hindrance than a help. Um, but it was those kinds of moments that really stuck with me. There were service projects and youth retreats and an immersion trip to D.C. where we were educated on the complicated issues surrounding homelessness. And some of my other memories are of, you know, the inevitable disappointments and conflict and overall drama that comes with life, especially when you're a teenager. But it's also the advice and the care that the adults took to help us process those problems and issues and stay in our values while we navigate those situations. And looking back, it was all of those small moments that were so vital to creating the bonds and the trust that kept me coming back, even when things were messy. Those were the moments where I felt a true sense of belonging. I was valued for who I was and what I thought at a time in life where fitting in is the message you get from most places. Instead of being encouraged to fit in and fit a certain mold, have a certain belief system, that community worked to create a place where an awkward, outspoken teenager <laughs> was able to be their authentic self. Throughout the years, I have found belonging in other ways, but didn't feel that same kind of connection to another congregation until I came to WUU after moving to Williamsburg in 2018. There are just as many memories here um, I could share over the last four years from the adult owl classes I took with Natalie Miller-Moore to having the absolute pleasure of teaching coming of age with Helen Hansen to deep conversations with my Soul Matters group and even the challenging work of joining the board two years ago at the beginning of the pandemic. There have been so many small moments of connection when I was not just accepted but loved and appreciated for who I am. It makes me feel like I belong in this community. Brene Brown speaks of belonging as a place where you can share your most authentic self with the world and find the sacredness in both being a part of something and standing alone. My vision for the future of WEU is that together we can continue to create a sacred community where we're bound by our principles, but held up also as our authentic selves. Thank you.
Thanks, Bethann. And now the time has come for a very special ritual unique to this congregation. Nobody else does this. As Fred told us, our beautiful spiral sculpture that sits in the sanctuary was created for this congregation years ago by Pat Winter. The spiral, a symbol of our growing and learning together, a symbol of life and love growing out of the center as the center holds us strong. You will see that the sculpture has a number of small brass bolts that spiral outward, each bolt representing one year in the life of this congregation. And every year we celebrate Charter Sunday by adding another bolt. As we do so, we carry with us the memories of past years. We bless this moment in the life of our beloved community, and we look forward to the unfolding future with hope. Now, members of the gathered community in the sanctuary will add the next bolt to the spiral. Thank you so much. I think that was Roy and Martha, but it's a little hard to tell with masks. If I got it wrong, I'm so sorry. Someone please set me straight. Thank you so, so much. If you are on Zoom now, I'm going to invite you to use the chat very briefly to add a blessing for this congregation. Maybe just a word like hope, a word, a phrase, whatever blessing you want to offer. And so if you're on Zoom, put those blessings in the chat right now. I'll go ahead and read them. And if you are in the sanctuary, you might want to just shout out a word of blessing that you have right there in person. And I'm going to start reading what I see. Inspiration, trust, grace and bravery, kindness, dedication, gratitude, Keep on keeping on. Truth, peace in our community, beloved, light, love, gathering together again, peace, support, spiritual growth, respect, collaboration, appreciation of others, the future. Renew to action, curiosity. So many blessings just pouring out of this community right back to all of us. Thank you, thank you. May these blessings all take root and grow in the year to come. May it be so. And I'm going to invite you now 
to sing once more with our closing hymn, Turn the World Around. Thank you. We had a little dancing here. That's the new version of that song in the green hymnal that we always trying to get people to sing. All right. And now we are going to say the words to extinguish the chalice. We invite you to blow your candle out at home. And we will say them in unison. We extinguish, we extinguish this display, but we are together. I would invite you all now to hold out your hands as a sign that we are one wherever we are. The Reverend Peter Rabel, inspired by the Jewish scriptures, said this. We build on foundations we did not lay. We warm ourselves by fires we did not light. We sit in the shade of trees we did not plant. We drink from wells we did not dig. We profit from persons we did not know. This is as it should be. Together, we are more than any one person could be. Together, we can build across the generations. Together, we can renew our hope and faith in the life that is yet to unfold. Together, we can heed the call to a ministry of care and justice. We are ever bound in community, and may it always be so. Amen, and blessed be. This concludes this morning's service. We hope to see you again soon.